0: Hello everybody and welcome to Works Well, a podcast by me, Melissa Sherry, certified health coach and workplace wellness specialist. This podcast is for leaders who want to support their teams in the pursuit of high quality work, decreased burnout, and meaningful collaboration. If you want to empower your team to bring their best selves to work, you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hello to all the wellness champions listening to this episode. If you end up listening and you are like, oh my gosh, I know someone who would really benefit from this information, please consider sharing it with them. That is the biggest way to make an impact for the show, to help me keep growing and reaching people who might need the support. And I appreciate it so much. So thank you so much for being here and sharing. Today, I am so pumped to be talking about this topic. We are going to be diving into feedback. And for those of you who follow me on Instagram, I shared a little story about this a couple weeks ago, but feedback has not been very easy for me, and that's because I am a people pleaser. So I really like people to be happy with me. I really like to be the A student. Um, I am totally a teacher's pet type in that way. I'm also very type A. So I like things really clean, really organized, and sometimes feedback for me just felt a little messy and got off track. It was a way that people might feel negatively about me. A lot of these feelings still come up for me, but what has helped me so much is understanding how to give feedback in a productive way and also some new work I'm doing to really separate my personal self from a professional self um, and kind of diving into that work. And I have my friend Christina to thank for so much of that inspiration, but it's really just kind of stripping down to the essentials of how do I get better? How does this project get better? How do we continuously improve? And that has what's been so empowering for me when it comes to feedback and leaning into feedback much more than I used to. There, There's this kind of I don't know. I find that there might be some stigma around feedback and that it has to be really rigid and it has to be in this really formal way. So I want to really take a step back and think about the minutiae of feedback and look at the relationship between people and teams because we know that people appreciate and learn from feedback. I read a bit of research before. I think thought about my experience with feedback it's a catalyst for change and growth, but only when it comes from someone people trust. And effective feedback helps learners really identify the gaps, right, between where they stand today and what their aspirations are. And what that means is to give feedback that is valuable, a leader has to understand both of those things. A leader has to be really ingrained in who their people are and what they want. Feedback has to come from a place of understanding someone else, and this requires an existing relationship. And we all know that feeling, I just talked about it a little bit, but of getting feedback from someone who doesn't know anything about you. I've worked for lots of jobs where people share feedback like they eat potato chips. I don't know. It's just left and right, you're getting what feels more like criticism than feedback from somebody who might have never might be just seeing your work for the first time that day might be checked out in other situations where they have opportunities to learn about you and when that happens the feedback goes in one ear and out the other you're not growing from that you're kind of dismissing it and probably talking poorly about it to either your family or your friends like How could they even say that to me when they X, Y, Z? It turns into this like resentment cycle. And I also really want to address those of you who fear confrontation or feel like you're not strong at sharing feedback. I am with you. I totally see you. Confrontation for so many people looked differently when we were growing up, right? My husband and I are completely different when it comes to confrontation. He grew up in a household where confrontation happened behind closed doors. He was very rarely exposed to confrontation between his parents. I, on the other hand, complete opposite. I was exposed to confrontation quite a bit growing up. So now coming together as two adults, we really have to untangle these preconceived notions about confrontation. So for those of you who are in that boat, you just don't want to engage with this feedback or confrontation. If that's the case, I just want to take a moment to be really direct with you and drive home one point with lots of love and understanding that this is a real thing that comes from somewhere really deep inside of you. When you don't share feedback, you are robbing someone of the opportunity for growth there is a cost in holding back feedback. And that cost is associated with lack of perspective. So when you don't get feedback or give feedback, that person on the other end is left to assume that everything is right. So when you move on and grow into a position, you continue continue operating in the same fashion, leaving you or the learner to self-assess, which is really difficult to do It's really hard to objectively change behavior. So as a leader, as somebody who's mentoring someone else, it's really part of your responsibility to provide feedback. And I say that knowing that it's much easier said than done. So what I encourage you to do if you're in this bucket is to work with a coach, a therapist, a mentor, whoever that might be, to really detangle why you fear feedback, um, why you fear giving it or why you fear getting it um, and really start looking at that and understanding where that root cause is so you can become really strong at giving feedback because I know you can. Um, okay. Feedback done right builds this awesome environment for experimental learning, which is just Like I can feel it in my voice, makes me feel so excited because that is where I thrive. When people feel free to test new things without fear of being punished or get reprimanded because the feedback loop is safe and reliable, that's where we're getting to this meat of a thriving culture. That's where we start seeing people really go for it. And we start witnessing innovation and collaboration in this incredible way. So feedback is such a crucial piece to doing that. And it's why I'm making a whole episode on the topic and will probably continue to make more as I learn more. So for the purpose of this session, I want to focus on two forms of feedback. One, formal feedback. So that's what I mentioned earlier. This is really in the form of a structured assessment that can be done by peers or leaders. I think of like my annual review. That's where I'm getting really formal feedback that's documented. Informal feedback is the second piece. This is more casual. And this can happen on a daily basis. And it can really be given by anybody. We can get informal feedback from friends, from family, from coworkers. Um, Anyone has the right to share informal feedback with us. And what I want to do from here is look at two different models that I use to Give feedback, and that I also request when people are giving me feedback. So where this episode is really focused on giving feedback, um, there might be an opportunity now that I'm thinking of it to do a whole episode on receiving feedback. That's a great idea. Um, but when i'm when someone opens up a conversation to me about how do you like to receive feedback, these are two models that I talk about. So the number one, the feedback sandwich. I wish I was skilled enough to put uh, sound effects here because I would do like a hurrah around this one. The model starts and ends with positive feedback. And the most crucial piece is sandwiched in between those two pieces. This is a model that I have been using for years without even knowing that there was kind of like a structure to it because it It feels good, right? It feels good to tell somebody that they're doing a good job and here's the place you can improve. But at the end of the day, like we know that they're working towards something better, right? There is a limitation here that I really wanna make sure I highlight. Because if you're solely giving positive feedback in the feedback sandwich, so what I mean is you're only providing positive feedback followed by something that's critical that could be improved, your people will end up waiting for the butt every time you share something positive with them. So really thinking through how you share feedback and making sure that it's not always just critical, but you're also sharing positive feedback as much as possible. So I want to provide you an example. This is an exact piece of feedback that I have shared with someone. So through the lens of working with somebody, this is what I would say. You did an incredible job organizing notes, and I am so impressed by how quickly you responded back to the client with all of the resources you promised. I would like to share some opportunities I saw within the meeting that I believe would be would really serve the client. I noticed that you turned your camera off right as Sarah was starting to talk. I know from experience that this client is really keen on connection, and I noticed a change in demeanor when that happened. If you have something come up, just let us know next time in the chat or take off mute um, and be a bit more open and transparent with your communication and this will really enhance your incredible work to build a relationship with the client that you're already doing. So I just want to help you further show how much you care about their needs. So positivity. They did an amazing job with the notes. They responded really back with the res- back with the resources very quickly. Opportunity to create more physical connection in the meeting for the client, and then wrapped it up by stating that I know they care about this client. I know that they're working hard to build that relationship. And this feedback is directly in correlation with that goal that I know that they have. So it's not coming out of nowhere. It's not coming out just because I'm nitpicky. It's coming out because both of us have the same priority of serving the client and serving them really, really well. So that's some context for the feedback sandwich, which I love. The second model, model, which I also really love, is called the Pendleton model. This one is um, really about getting consent and buy-in, which I am all about, especially when it comes to sharing criticism, feedback, opportunities. So the first step is really checking in with your team member to see if they are in a space to receive feedback. There is more of a dialogue and opportunity for the employee to reflect on their own experience. And what I think is so valuable about this is there's some level of intrinsic motivation there, right? Like the employee is saying, yes, I want to hear this feedback. And then there's these different opportunities for them to actually say, actually, That's where I think I could improve. There's some real ownership over this. And that's when I see more behavior change than someone just telling someone to do something different. So for example, the person giving the feedback, so the leader in this situation may be asking questions like, what do you think went well? What could have gone differently? How can we further improve the skill, process, et cetera, whatever you're working on? And the intention here is to really create that safe space and give the employee the opportunity for reflection and space where the feedback giver can expand on what the other person might already be aware of or point out some blind spots that the employee might ha- have. So I love this model. It's really essentially asking questions and supporting the employee in really nailing down their perspective before you overshadow with your perspective. A huge piece of both of these is that effective communication on feedback is based on communication skills. So if you feel like you're not an effective communicator, that's where you need to start versus trying to be a good feedback giver. Poor communication skills and poor relationships lead to ineffective feedback loops. It leads to resentment with your team. So thinking about some of the barriers, generalized feedback not related to specific facts. So if you're telling somebody that they just did a bad job, that's not helpful to anybody and could cause some serious rupture in relationships. Lack of advice on how to improve behavior. If you're bringing them a problem as a mentor or leader and you're not supporting them and how they can get better, I just like kind of want to laugh because you're missing the whole entire point of your job with them. So really being specific on what are the tools and resources that you can help them with or someone else could help them with that would help them change the behavior and be better. Because at the end of the day, this is all about what feedback is about. It's about improving processes, serving better, showing up better, and getting to this place of thriving. A lack of respect for the source of feedback. Again, if trust is not built into that relationship, it's not going to land the same way. There are also fears that Serve as barriers. And we talked a bit about these, but if you're experiencing fear of upsetting your colleagues or a fear of damaging a professional relationship because of the feedback you have to share, that's a huge barrier for growth because you're functioning from a place of pleasing versus serving. So you really want to think about what is in the best interest of the client with this feedback and how can I deliver in a way that really serves as a breeding ground for growth and change. And the last thing I want to say is there are physical barriers to think about like noise, improper time, place or space. So making sure that you're you're giving feedback one-on-one, group settings are usually inappropriate for specific feedback to one team member and making sure that you're in a space where people can feel safe and comfortable and open to conversation. So finally, you know I love some hot tips. So I am going to leave you with three ways that you can avoid those barriers and start improving feedback loops. Number one is encourage self-reflection. We talked a lot about the Pendleton model. You have the advantage of seeing their work from a different perspective, But that doesn't always mean that your perspective is more valuable or even right. You can both learn from each other. So in addition to some of the questions that I put that I just talked about, some other things you could ask are, did that go as planned? And if not, why or why not? How did you feel during that experience? How do you think the other person felt during that experience? What did you learn And then if you were able to do it again, what would you do differently? I think all of those questions allow for a really fruitful conversation that provides an opportunity for reflection. Number two, give prompt feedback right after the event. Please do not wait days or weeks to share your thoughts. That is one of my biggest complaints about past employers is that all of a sudden at my six-month review, I'm hearing all of these things that they wish I improved on when there were so many opportunities throughout those six months to help me grow. And again, this comes from a place of you're doing it because you want to be able to support this person in being better. And when you save everything for six months, again, it's just a breeding ground for this resentment, misunderstanding, and miscommunication. If you are training someone or providing shadow opportunities, plan a debrief session where you can talk about what happened right then and there so it's relevant and fresh. In my work now, we do shadow calls. So I have my team members on my calls often. And with that comes a planning session. So just 15 minutes for us to brief about the client to make sure we're really clear on roles and responsibilities and expectations, and then a 30-minute debrief where I'm literally asking them what they noticed, if they want to share any feedback for how I can be better, or if they have any questions. So there's all these different opportunities built into the training to make sure that the feedback loop is really open and secure, and I would encourage you to think about that with whatever training opportunities that you have. And then thinking about what you want to achieve and drive the discussion accordingly. So know where you want this feedback to go. If you have an employee who you know that they need to improve the number of cold calls they're making every day, let's just talk sales, then when you're sharing feedback, it should be in accordance with that goal that they are aware of. Not communicating that goal or sharing that this needs improvement because of XYZ is going to leave that person really confused and it's not going to be effective in terms of allowing them to really feel connected with their growth. So this is an opportunity, again, to talk about the employee's goals, what your goals are for improvement, and having an understanding of their growth is crucial to creating an environment where your feedback is valuable and relevant. So again, really making sure that you're clear on what the objective of the feedback is to make it that much more effective. I hope you got something out of this episode. I had so much fun putting this together because I feel like it's a really important piece to the puzzle when we're talking about the big picture of culture and how people feel when they're at work. So I love you all. I appreciate you. And you are the reason this world is going to be a better place because I know you're going to take this information, run with it, and create better spaces in your work environment. So I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on LinkedIn under Melissa Sherry Coaching or on Instagram at works well Podcast. Make sure to follow and subscribe wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. See you next time.